Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing well. Good. Doing well. All right. We're going to have a couple follow-ups on some stories here today, but uh, no startling no, no news. The one thing, though, uh, it, it looks like uh, we're stepped back a little bit from the Russians invading yeah. <laughs> Ukraine. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, why don't we start off with, uh, um, with, with talking a little bit about that. Uh, you know, Russia was said to be poised to invade. Uh, yeah, it's invade coming any second. All the propaganda and all of a sudden. And now, now it comes out, Russia may not be poised to invade Ukraine. You know, they're here, they're building up all this anticipation and uh you know sometimes you wonder people who run the show and there are some powerful people you know in the media in the government in the in the whole system and, and w when they seem to do such dumb things you try to figure it out why and one thing that helps me is that they like chaos and they want to benefit by it and they want to uh you know uh, bring about a new system of government but uh, other times it just means it doesn't make any sense. So, it, it, uh, so anyway, they changed their mind. At least the the news changed their mind. May not be poised to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to invade Ukraine. But that was our position. Well, why should they be? Yeah. You know, and uh, they, all these numbers were there, and it, it made no sense whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, I think this is a signal that uh, people uh, can. Breathe easy now yeah. that the troops aren't going to be rolling in there. I don't think they ever had that intention to doing it. But uh, it's still a dangerous situation because it, there will be always a possibility of somebody saying, nope, we need we need a little fight going on here. We need to convince people that this is serious. And uh, then all of a sudden there's a false flag or, or whatever just to stir up trouble. So for now, I think uh, that that area might settle down a little bit. Yeah, well, I think the, the main thing to, to take out of this is what this says about the media. Now, we know the Pentagon and the administration, as all administrations, are a bunch of liars. But it's, it really gives the media a black eye that they deserve. And there's, there's a reason why nobody trusts the media. Nobody watches the mainstream media. Because rather than trying to get to the bottom of things, getting to the bottom rather than not being stenographers for the administrations, the media just reports it and hypes it and hypes it and hypes it over and over again. And, the, you know, their credibility should be completely shot. But I put together a little timeline. If, you know, part of it is humorous, but it just shows you how this progressed. And it started back in December when the U.S. administration started talking about an invasion is coming and the Russians are amassing troops in Russia. How dare they? And let's put this first one up, though, because the timeline, I think, is important. Because they're going to deny that they did this. But it's all there. It's all in the papers. This is the president in the New York Times not long ago. Biden predicts that Putin will order Ukraine invasion, but will regret having done it. Uh, and then that's amplified by Antony Blinken, the most hapless secretary uh, of state there ever has been, I think. Put the next one on. So Biden, they're going to do it. They're going in. And here's Blinken. Blinken urges Western unity, warns that Russia could attack Ukraine on short notice. He's getting everyone amped up. And then Dr. Paul remembered, we're evacuating our embassy in Ukraine. We're evacuating the embassy. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And then the, U and then the EU foreign, uh, foreign minister says, what are you talking about? We haven't seen anything. And so here's Blinken. And let's do the next one now. 
I just want to do these in order. Blinken puffing it up. And then the next thing, we're preparing over 8,000 troops for possible deployment to aid Ukraine. We're going in, boys. It's happening. Pumping it up. And then let's do a next one. The next one, please. And then here is the defense secretary of Ukraine. He's asked about this. They say they're going in. They're saying that the Russians are going in. What's going on? Alexei Danilov, he appeared to downplay the risk of a larger conflict early this week. Quote, and this, I think this is a quote. He was interviewed on BBC. As of today, we don't see any grounds for statements about a full-scale offensive on our territory. It's even physically impossible, he said. And he added that they're tracking the troops. Quote, maybe seeing Russian troops is an oddity to our foreign partners who finally saw that there are Russian forces and they move in a certain way. So here the pouring cold water on Ukraine itself. And then here the next one. This is today. This is John Kirby, the spokesman of the Pentagon. After the original thing that I said, they're invading, they're going to invade. And here he is today. Quote, obviously we're mindful of things that Russians could do that would potentially give us indications of some sort of imminent incursion. However, we're not there yet, but we're watching those indicators very, very closely. How's that for invasion is imminent to, well, we're watching it. You know, they've picked sides over there, and our coup had a lot to do with it. Uh, there's the EU and NATO on one side and the Russians on the other side. But it's always a little bit bewildering that even the people now in charge uh, of uh, Western uh, Ukraine, uh, you know, they do generally what we tell them, but they must get frustrated at times because here, you know, they're, they're going to suffer no matter how, how much they're supposed to be our loyal allies and our henchmen to uh, secure whatever we want to get out of Ukraine. Uh, they, they just don't, uh, they, they go along with it. I, you'd think they'd be sort of an independent spirit but um, if they had a libertarian society, they might have something to argue for. You'd have, you'd have a different situation, but they're not. Uh, I don't think they're into this liberty issue. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but anyway, the, the, the things have changed a little bit there. So uh, there's hope it stays settled. But, uh, you know, things last for a long time. Uh, you know, uh, look how long, <laughs> I, how long things have gone in the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, what, but we finally got out of Afghanistan. And we've finally got them out of Iraq. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really be honest with ourselves. Have we just walked away from that? Yeah, not? yeah. But uh, there is something that has lingered for a while, and we talked about it a lot, uh, and there's a lot less activity there, but there's some interesting information, scary, even though not surprising to us, on what happened, uh, you know, within a, a month, I guess, of... Uh, of uh, Trump being sworn in, yeah, and uh, and and that what happened then was the uh, the whole the whole thing that uh, uh, the Americans bombed a dam that they had promised they wouldn't. It was on the off bomb list, yeah, but we yeah. were involved doing these things as a follow up from the previous president, and uh, and and yet uh, the, the dam was bombed. Fortunately, it wasn't totally destroyed, but it must be some huge dam and a very big, great benefit to a lot of people. But anyway, it ended up getting bombed, but Americans said, we didn't do it. 
Uh, somebody else has had to have done it. It's the Russians did it yeah. or something. But the Russians wouldn't have done that. But in, anyway, that, that has existed. But now the story came out. New York Times uh, collaborated, you know, back in t uh, 2017 by, you know, propagandizing. But I think they released the story now that, uh, you know, w we have evidence now that, it, guess what? Our government did it, which which should be embarrassing to us. But instead, if you mention that, you're liable to be said you're unpatriotic. You have to endorse the, your government, no matter what they do. And I said, baloney. <laughs> you know, you don't endorse your government when they're doing bad things. You ought to be more patriotic and say, I, 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 uh, uh, you know, get get my uh, information elsewhere. Yeah. So, but anyway, they they bombed that. But now the evidence has come out. And uh, it's interesting, it was uh, within weeks, I think, that that happened. And it had something to do with the president being, uh, uh, you know, just newly uh, sworn in. And I, you know, when I first saw this thing, I said, holy man, this is another thing, you know, and saying, well, it's all Trump's fault, it's all Trump's fault. But uh, yes, it's true, he was in office, uh, but it was also within a week to undo the infiltration of the deep state is no easy job. So my guess is that uh, a lot of this stuff was in motion. And I think he's made some very strong statements back in those years that we need to get out of there. We are not going to expand this war in Syria. But uh, that's uh, a debatable subject, too. Yeah, it was clearly a war crime. It was on the do not bomb list because there were tens of thousands of people who lived downstream who, who faced dying. Right. I mean, this is a serious dam. Anyone could look it up. It's a... We don't have a picture here, but I'm looking at one right now. It's a massive, massive dam. We were not supposed to bomb it, and the U.S. did. Thankfully, the military-industrial complex is not all it's cracked up to be, and the bomb they dropped was a dud, so it didn't blow up. It was a bunker buster. If it had blown up, uh, there would have been tens of thousands of innocent people uh, dead. And so it shows a couple of things, I think, Dr. Paul. First of all, it shows how much they lie. They lie constantly. They lied about this. They lied about the chemical weapons attack several of them in Syria. We know they lied, and they forced the OPCW to lie. They forced them to cover up the fact that there was no chemical attack. And it also shows you this really was a chance for President Trump to clean house. You know, remember what, what uh, Kennedy did when he in basically inherited the Bay of Pig invasion? Uh, you know, he, 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 he learned the hard lesson Lord. of the deep state, really hard. Trump, unfortunately, didn't learn very much of anything, and he let them continue to roll over him roll over him throughout his administration. Of course, Ken Kennedy suffered, too, because yeah. it was uh, it, it was Alan Dulles who was running this show, and Alan Dulles got fired over the whole thing, and Alan, D Alan D D Dulles had a long memory. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, I believe the story's written about him. But anyway, that's, that's uh, you know, happened back then, but uh, it, is, it is true that uh, Trump says a lot of things that we say, you yeah, know, sounds good, sounds good. Even had some people that we liked have some influence, but uh, then again, he'd have three people uh, contradicting the yeah. people we thought were favorable. So I uh, know his he he doesn't have a form a firm conviction of his foreign policy, probably monetary policy as well. Yeah. But but I I think it is true. Uh, 
I think he uh, has made more sense than some of the, the hawks, yeah. the, the super hawks, uh, as, and that's, that's what is so dangerous. And, uh, but even more dangerous is how much influence do the people uh, in, in the deep state uh, and the CIA and the FBI and the whole thing. But you know what? More and more people are waking up. You take, a, take that whole incident about uh, Kennedy uh, that I alluded to. You know, no, nobody believes that Oswald uh, yeah. probably even killed him or was involved. He was just a patsy. Yeah. And, and I think it's like 80% of the American yeah. people believe yeah. that. So that, that's a good start. And uh, some people would think, oh, no, you're supposed to believe your government and obey your government no matter what. Yeah, even if they take your livelihood away from you and prevent you from taking care of yourself, your own health, uh, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. Well, we want to move on to basically an update on a story that we did a couple of days ago about uh, that seemed too that seemed unreal. It seemed like it was too weird to be true that the TSA allows illegal immigrants to use arrest warrants as IDs. And we looked at it and we checked and we checked and they checked out. Well, the Epic Times did a follow-up to the original article in the Daily Caller, and they did indeed confirm with the TSA that illegal immigrants can use the ICE form I-200 warrant for arrest of an alien as identification to get onto a plane well you and i have to give our driver's license our passports you know blood sample iris scan they can kind of breeze through with an arrest warrant you know they say this was clarification and when it first came out it was their backing down i wonder if there still couldn't be some backing down on this because it, it was not cheered you know by the american people but uh anyway we, we end up with it, which is a problem, and, and that's, that's the big thing about how, how in the world uh, can we get to this point where it's not a big deal. So if they're saying, oh, yeah, we still do that, we use, uh, uh, we use these warrants uh, uh, for arrests as IDs, I mean, what an insult, you know, to the American people, you know, to, to think that, and everybody knows that there's a lot of, well, they know drug dealers are coming over, but there are other kind of people coming over, too, that uh, are causing trouble. I do want to uh, read, read a short quote from uh, uh, Matthew Trageser, and he was a, he's a spokesperson for the Federation of American Immigration Reform, because uh -huh. I think it tells us a little bit, uh, you, you know, what's going on. He told the Epic Times this. He said... Uh, and this is his quote, in no, no way, shape or form, would an American citizen be allowed to board a U.S. flight simply by flashing an arrest warrant. So the whole thing was so preposterous, but now they're, now they're back to that. Yeah, yeah we do that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not hiding from. If anything, that would cause immediate concern, should, immediate concern for law enforcement officials. This unconscionable move by the Biden administration aids and abets criminal behavior. Rather than facilitate illegal immigration deep into the interior, the administration should look to deter it as more than two million individuals attempted to cross, uh, come across into our country unlawfully during the first year. Yeah. So I think most Americans know this problem. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Biden isn't one of, he's not one of our popular, most popular presidents yeah. ever. <laughs> well, what the TSA said is that we've been doing this for since we started. And you would have said, well, we, that's why we didn't want you to start. <laughs> yeah. You know, they say we've been doing it. It's just funny. It also has another relation to our first story, but basically, U.S. border, no big deal. Ukraine border, let's go to war, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. Talk about getting things mixed up. <clears throat>
But we so, want to move on to the third one if we're ready. And this is yeah. something that hits close to home. And it is pretty concerning. And it has to do with the Capitol Hill police. Remember the members going down <laughs> to the floor over and over, constantly thanking them for their service and, and all of this, uh, even as they're uh, possibly even involved in January 6th. But let's put up this next clip. And I'll send it over back to you, Dr. Paul. This is from Politico. Capitol Police examines backgrounds and social media feeds of some people who meet with lawmakers. Pretty interesting. Yes, and I, I hope the end results of January 6th will at least approach the truth coming out about the Russia gate. You know, that went on for so many years. Now, now there's not much talk about it when we really know what went on yeah. there. But this has been going on. And I think the way these individuals have been treated, you know, uh, we, we've said, a lot of people say, well, you know, they were busting things up a bit. And well, then we should investigate it. Yeah. I understand there are a lot of films that, you know, the one size... The Republicans aren't even allowed to watch, yeah. yet the, the Democrats watch everything, and it's a lawless uh, activity that they're going in. And it, it's almost, you, you know, the issue of, uh, of, of law and order isn't it. It's the, it's the law of the jungle, the political jungle. You do whatever we have to do uh, to maintain power. And I thought maybe they would back off uh, at, at a point like this when the evidence is pretty strong that uh, uh, that group will probably lose some power come next year or yeah. the end of this year. You know, they're going to lose some clout. Uh, but that isn't it seems like they're uh, they're buckling down and even becoming more aggressive. But what they have done to American citizens uh, compared to what you do if you happen to be an illegal alien, yeah. uh, you know, oh, what did you do? Well, we don't arrest you. And oh, oh that's just a petty crime. You only stole a thousand dollars. So just get out of it. Get out of, out of our way. Yeah. It's, it, it really is amazing. But at the same time, you know, it's defund the police and uh, all that is going on. That is waking up some Americas, and they should be awakened on this. So that's hopefully some good come of it. Well, the defund the police wouldn't be a bad idea when it comes to the Capitol Hill police because they have a massive, massive budget. I think it's bigger than the entire D.C. police budget. <laughs> uh, and they answer to no one except the Speaker of the House. I mean, that's her personal Gestapo, uh, and it's dangerous. But the story we're reporting, we're talking about, it, it appeared in Politico. But basically what's happening is that <clears throat> the intelligence unit of the Capitol Police are going through the emails, the social media of people who visit their representatives in the House, and they're scrutinizing it. There's no suspicion of them doing wrong. They're scrutinizing it. They're scrutinizing staffers. They're looking at staffers' personal posts. And really, I mean, as a former staffer, Dr. Paul, I can tell you, that is really, really concerning and inappropriate because, you know, we have, I had a job to do. My job was to brief you on foreign affairs, on things that were happening. And to do that, I had to talk to people. I don't want the Capitol Hill police in on this conversation. It's none of their business what I'm doing to, to serve you in my position. But here's what the, let's look out. Here's a quote from the Politico article. Um, they use, of course, the January 6th as the excuse. After the January 6th insurrection, the Capitol Police's intelligence unit quietly started scrutinizing the backgrounds of people who meet with lawmakers, according to three people familiar. And here's Politico. Politico has written about, has also viewed communications describing this new approach, part of a host of changes the department implemented after the Capitol attack. Examining the social feeds, media feeds of people who aren't suspected of crimes, however, 
is a controversial move for law enforcement and intelligence officials given the civil liberties concerns it raises. Oh, you think so? Right. You know, it always seems like they, they do want an excuse. They're looking for moral justification. Yeah. You know, things are bad, so we had to do it to make everybody safe. And it was, it was just like uh, the Patriot Act. The excuse there was, uh, uh, of course, 9-11. Yeah. Now this comes along and they're doing all these things. And it's a, the excuse is, is January 6th, insurrection. Yeah. They're about ready to take over the whole government. Yeah. You know, because they had cannons and bombs and yeah. airplanes. Bunker busters. They had the tanks there. Yeah. You know, they're positively amazing how they hit them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know>? exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but it's an, it's an excuse. And uh, I think... Uh, uh, the way I look at what they're doing to these people that they round up yeah. uh, and also this invasion of people's privacy is that the citizen is is guilty and until uh, cleared yeah you, you know you, we assume, we'll assume oh you were there you were you were outside we saw we have you on a picture yeah so therefore you're guilty and we're going to lock you up and you won't even have any uh, any chance for uh, you know a trial or anything else it's it's really, really a bad example of what's happening. It's uh, just, I wish we could get more of that evidence and the concrete uh, evidence that will show, you know, some of this lawlessness that are going on. Because I still believe in the American people that if they had the facts, they would, uh, you know, do better. But I think they're getting some facts. That's why I think yeah. things are moving in our direction. But, but there's, a, there's a big machine out there that passes out most of the stuff that they're listening to on, on, on t television, a few other places. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I would like to think that if Republicans take back over uh, the House and Senate, they would give a really hard look at what the Capitol Hill police has become. But I don't have too great of expectations that they'll do that. Yeah, right. So the last one we want to talk about is, is also is controversial, and it's this news, and DeSantis is furious. The FDA halts the use of Regeneron and other monoclonal antibody treat COVID treatment. COVID, uh, DeSantis says it's reckless. So they say, no, it doesn't work, doesn't work, we're getting rid of it. You can't use the monoclonal antibodies. I think this is all anti-Trump propaganda because he used it at the beginning and he still speaks favorably of yeah. it. He, he, he grasps, you know, uh, good positions, but it's, sometimes it gets a little sloppy and it's not identified because, uh, you know, it hasn't been protected, you know, the whole time. He, he should have replaced a few people at the CDC and a few other places. Yeah. But this is the mono, monoclonal antibodies. Many members of my family used it because yeah. we were uh, less, uh, less interested in taking a vaccine and all those other shots and wearing all these masks and, and the uh, antibodies. Uh, at least it should be permitted. Yeah. That's the whole point. It should be legal to use. Uh, and the big question is, uh, who, who should decide? Well, it was decided by edict that you could use it, uh, and now it's taken off the market, sort of like ivermectin. Yeah. Now it's breaking out that, that ivermectin might might become legal. Yeah. You know, legal oh, no. in a sense. Hey, you know, in New Hampshire, I mentioned this yesterday, I think, they're, they're talking about allowing people to walk into the drugstore and buy it. Well, yeah. What kind of freedom is that? Isn't that, isn't that too careless? I mean, what would people do with that? And then the big question is, what if the people who argue the case for ivermectin are right? 
Just yeah. think of the harm done and who's liable and how many people suffered, got sick, and maybe died because they didn't have it. Because the evidence is, is building, and we talked yesterday about this big study that uh, uh, Duke is heading up yeah. uh, to uh, try to get the evidence. Uh, but um, it's it's uh, such a, such a shame that uh, you know the government has so much control and they're in bed with the pharmaceutical uh, industries that they control you know the dispensing of it and the research of it and uh, and all the corporations because the corporations are so dependent you, you know on government money that uh, they will follow through all the social conditioning that you have to go through because that's what we're interested in even if we get false information which I think they work with for quite frequently you know dr. Paul it is funny now that they've they've given permission for these two very expensive new pills to come out that all of a sudden they forbid the use of the monoclonal <laughs> yeah. antibodies. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Oh, yeah, I'm right. sure it's <laughs> totally unrelated. But you know, with ivermectin, uh, I watched part of the Ron John Senator Johnson uh, uh, oh, panel, yeah. and that is really worth watching. I didn't watch a lot of it, but just some clips. One of the doctors there said, the problem with ivermectin is one dose costs five cents. You know, they liked remdesivir because it cost $3,000, of course, even though, as that one doctor said, it had a lot of negative effects. So. <laughs> You know, follow the money, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to take care of the complications, too. And yeah. There's been some complications from vaccines and uh, also the boosters. So that keeps it ongoing. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank our viewers again uh, for watching. Please subscribe and hit like and leave a comment. You know, keep it alive. The more it happens, the more I like to look when I go on YouTube and see it being recommended. Maybe they'll let us do that again if enough of you do that. But whatever the case, thanks for, for watching. We really appreciate uh, you give us the energy to come out every day and try to at least report the news a little bit more objective, I hope. Right. And I, too, want to express my appreciation for the support we get. And one of the rules that I try to follow myself and tell other people they should is when you deal with the issue of liberty and promoting it and you're spreading a message, whether you're writing or talking or visiting or supporting somebody, is that uh, it's great to get together with people. That's why I was disappointed that in the last couple of years, the conferences are scarce and uh, I, I personally don't like flying commercial, so I don't go to very many. Uh, but, but the one thing is, is I, pe I think people should have a good time uh, it's serious stuff, and getting together with like-minded people, I think, always, always beneficial, sharing ideas, and uh, I think that uh, that has been hurt. I don't think that's just a coincidence of good health habits and good health uh, rules that this was a consequence. I think uh, this delights some people who don't want the competition to have any access to the public and spreading a different message because uh, tr uh, tr truth actually becomes treasonous when you have an empire of lying and those conditions are bad. So the only thing we can combat that with is uh, telling the truth. But conditions have been much worse than we have today in getting messages out. I get a lot of messages. Now this is so bad, we can't do this, and this is what they're doing, and they do, that's true. But it's always been that way. And uh, yet uh, today, uh, uh, at least we've been able to mention how some of these ideas, they come and go. And, uh, but the, the number of people 
that are coming around to understanding that the government's too big, too authoritarian, they don't function very well, they do more harm than good. And whether it was uh, 40 years ago bombing, uh, you know, uh, a dam that they shouldn't have been and then lied about it, or whether it's, uh, you know, controlling, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical industry where people make a lot of money. It's, it's similar. I guess that's because man is imperfect and it's a real challenge to try to sort it all out. And I have come to the conclusion a long time ago, yes, it would be. You know, if whatever you had, only very honest, righteous people that went to Washington. Well, uh, you know, that's not going to happen because you couldn't find the people. That's why my conclusion is if, if, you, if you want to really move in the right direction, always seek to shrink the size and scope of government. The number of people there and the authority they have over people and don't let them pull the wool over your eyes and say, we're taking care of you. We're making you safe. We're going to keep the enemy from hurting you because there will be an insurrection if we're not there to protect you at the Capitol. We have to protect you because I know you uh, people think that you could protect yourself with the use of the Second Amendment. But there's a question about that on just how, how useful that has been because there's a lot of concerted effort to make sure that we can't defend ourselves. But anyway, I still believe that the American people, if they have the right information, will support the cause of liberty. It was fully supported to a large degree, you know, at the beginning of our history. And a lot of it lasted for a while, but the last hundred years plus hasn't been good for the cause of liberty, but there's no reason why we can't say, well, it's bottomed out. The destruction of liberty is bottomed out and we're gonna regain our liberty, but uh, that remains to be seen. It depends on uh, how much involvement we get and how we can promote these ideas. But I do wanna thank everybody for supporting our message on this program and, and uh, please come back and visit the Liberty Report soon.